Welcome to HopeNet Radio, connecting generations to save lives from destructive lifestyles and suicide. Suicide was definitely something that was on my mind a lot. I wanted the pain of life to just stop. My dad is kind of verbally abusive, and he's also a workaholic. When I was hanging around with a bad group, I got raped. I was angry with God for the longest time. A couple weeks ago, my cousin hung himself. I really need to get closer to God. I just slipped so far. HopeNet Radio. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to HopeNet Radio, the show where conversations save lives. This is episode 152. My name is Jeff, and it's great that you're joining us here this week for this conversation. With me, as always, my co-host, D.W., the most peaceful guy I can think of in the moment, D.W., how you doing, man? It's because I have narcolepsy. I'm doing fine, thank you. And narcolepsy does help you be peaceful because you like to sleep. So you're just sleeping. I, well, I could be. You know, I could be. You know, the other thing is, you know, as you get older, you realize how much of life you don't control. I'm finding that out like every day with two boys. Yeah. Well, it's true. Yeah. When you're younger, you think, you know, that you have to control things. When you're older, you realize you can't. Hmm. I mean, there's only certain things I can control. I can't control either one of your attitudes, so I don't even try. I just need to control my attitude. I need to love you guys. I need to love other people. I need to do what's right. See, I, I was talking to a guy yesterday, and he was talking about his two sons. He's got two young sons, probably kindergarten and second grade, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And he was telling me some of the stuff they were doing, and he almost had tears in his eyes. Like, these boys, I hope they live to be teenagers. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like the stuff they were doing. And he was serious. He was serious. Yeah. He was thinking, I don't know how they're going to make it. I just don't know. They do the stupidest things. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, they try and see if they can fly off the garage roof and stuff like that. You know I mean? It's like <laughs> it's stuff that you don't even think you need to make a rule for. Yeah. You know? I mean, they try and do it. Yeah. And I just looked at him and he goes, you're not really reacting. And I said, no. <laughs> I said, you know what? I, I, energy is a gift of God. And it needs to be directed, but you don't want to take it away from him. That's the one thing you don't want to do. Hmm. And, and he just looked at me, and he was very encouraged by just that statement. You know what I mean? It's like, you know what? It, like, there are going to be young boys and young girls that have this tremendous energy. Don't make it a crime to have energy. Don't do that. That's a struggle. Jason, you're probably in the same boat. I mean, that's when you got, I got two young boys, you got, yep. you know, two young ones, yours are a little bit younger. But I was just going to say, I could definitely relate, you know, with boys, you know, there's that age old phrase, boys will be boys. <laughs> and I think we've all been there before for those of I us that are one. boys. That's what I'm saying. If you're one. a boy, we, we, there was a stage in life where you thought that there was nothing that can conquer anything except you. I'm not even going to start on what we did when we were boys. <laughs> I don't want anyone to even know about it. <laughs> you don't want it on record, huh? I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard stories. Yeah, but when you're a boy, you're a boy. You know what? You need to direct that energy. Not get angry with them, right? And that's that's hard to. Yeah, it is. I mean, honestly, it's hard to do that when you got young boys, and and especially in this time of year when it gets colder out. I wasn't ready this last week for as cold as it was with the windy we had down here. It was just it was super windy, and and I wanted to get the boys outside because they were like. Just about everything ready to tear the tree down and everything else, the decorations for Christmas. It's, it just seems like this is just a chaotic time of year for probably a lot of families. And it's not just boys. It's, it's you know, that sense that Christmas is coming and the holiday season, the busyness, everything else. It's like 
man, anything that can steal that sense of joy that we talked about last week or even having peace at home in our families, like it's so easy to just let that fly right out the window because of things that they do with it. Do you guys, you guys got young kids. So, so do you keep the ornaments about five feet up on the tree? It's a stage. That was last year's Christmas for me. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do, you, do you screw the tree to the floor so it doesn't fall over? I wish, I wish we would have just left the tree outside, decorated it outside, and just watched through the window. It's funny. I, I think I saw a spoof of that on like a Facebook yeah. video or something where they just went over the top about it, and it was yeah. hilarious. Yeah, you take wires and connect it to the wall. Oh, I man, mean, it's, you know. it's, it's crazy. All kinds of. Do you, do you have to have little uh, safety outlet things on the end of the wires for the, you know, so they don't put scissors in the. You know, I mean, when, when you start right. thinking about, what will these boys do when you turn your back? <laughs> <laughs> well, for me now, the stage that I'm in, it's, it's watching my older son when he's interacting with my with my six month old son. Yep. You know, if I were to count the amount of times I said, "Be gentle." You know, and I got a dollar for it, I'd be a millionaire right now. There you go. (laughs) Let me see if I can bash his head on the wall. That's right. What it looks like. Tonight on the show, we're going to talk about peace. It seems like for many of us, myself included, this time of year, it's really easy to lose that sense of peace. I don't know what it is. Christmas is supposed to be the season. Tis the season for peace, right? Well, I can guarantee you, I'm probably not the only one that's felt a little bit chaotic in the last couple of weeks and, you know, things that have been happening. And and for some of you guys, the next couple of weeks are going to become even more chaotic. So how do we keep that sense of peace? How do we keep our sanity in these next couple of weeks leading up to Christmas, the one time where it's peace on the earth, goodwill to all men? That's what it's supposed to be, right? Well, May not be so for you. Join us tonight on the tweet back. We're going to hang out with you guys on Twitter. Have the conversation with us. Be a part of it. Use the hashtag HNRTB. And this conversation is just getting started here on HopeNet Radio. Are you hurting? Stressed out? Need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at hopenet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Our live coaches are available to chat right now. If this is a difficult time of year or you've got some stresses going on this week, you just need someone to help facilitate a conversation just about life. Maybe you're not sure who to go to and talk to about certain things that are happening in your world. A live coach is waiting to chat with you right now at hopenet360.com. Jeff, DW, we got Jason sitting down with us in studio tonight. Tis the Season series. And we're talking about peace. Tis the season for peace. It seems like it's so easy to lose sight of peace. We were just talking about, Jason, you and I, we both have young boys. And if anybody has raised boys, and I'm not a professional by any means, but peace is one of those things, like if you're looking for quiet, you know, more subdued children, they sit and they read their books and, and then they, you know, they work on writing their letters out and they're all cute all the time. And they sit down at meals and you just have this epiphany that one day I'm going to sit down at the table and all of my kids, man, are just going to be sitting there with their hands folded so nicely and they're going to be eating and there's going to be no messes, no spilled milk, Uh. like no, you know, (laughs) no crushed raspberries or anything at the table. It's just going to be such a joyous time, you know, and then they can just go and bathe themselves and get themselves dressed for bed and then, you know, read me a nighttime story. Like, that's what I would, you know, and we get this this idea of this is what peace would look like in my world in raising kids, but I don't think it will ever turn out that way, as it were. Mm-hmm. No, I have a story brewing here. Oh, oh here boy. we go. We have to understand 
we're all people you know, in a journey and all of us are flawed and all of us have our issues. And really as parents, we're the ones who guard the peace in, in the home. Hmm. And if we get frazzled, everybody gets frazzled. And one of, the, one of the things I remember as a kid, my mom it was a giver. My mom loved, she loved Christmas. Man, she would work year-round on, on, on reading what we wanted or needed. And I'm telling you, she just loved Christmas. She loved the idea of giving. And, and I can tell why as an older guy now. I mean, giving is the greatest joy in life. It isn't getting. It's giving. And, and the Bible tells us that. It's, it's much greater to give than to receive. And, and you'll find that out as you get older because God says that's the way it is. And believe it, it, it is the way it is. If, if you're always uh, mumbling because you don't think you got as much as you gave, then you don't understand life because that's not what it's really about. And if you're one who's privileged, to be able to give is incredible. So my mom would, would stack up things. And I remember one, I can't remember the age, but I was a young boy. We would open our, our gifts on Christmas Eve because I think my dad didn't want us to get up at five in the morning. We did that. We went to our grandma's on Christmas Eve and we came home and we traditionally would stay and just open our presents on Christmas Eve. Mm. And, and one night we had it and, and what my brother and I would do, we'd, we'd give the presents out to everybody. You know, we'd open up different presents and, and go in a row. I, I can't remember. I usually start with the younger, so I like that because I was the youngest. But I told my mom one, one year, my, my mom, my dad, my brother, I said, wait a minute, I got to go get some eggnog. How can you open gifts without eggnog? Yeah, touche. Yeah. So I went and I, I went to the fridge and got the eggnog out and I thought, where is that glass that we got at that gas station? <laughs> they used to give us these holiday glasses at the gas station. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you buy uh, 10 gallons of gas or something, or eight gallons, you get uh, this glass. Of course, it was on the top shelf of a cabinet. So I, I'm young. So I jump up on the counter, and, I, and I'm climbing up the cabinets to get that, and I pulled the whole batch of cabinets off the wall. Oh, I remember that story. Wow. China dishes, glasses. Not the china. Everything, man. I'm sitting on the floor with this stuff all around me busted. Can you imagine all of a sudden the sound? How yep. old were you at the time? Seven, maybe seven. six, seven. I, you know, I don't remember except my dad, my mom, my brother just kind of looking at me like, uh-oh. <laughs> you know, we got this great mood going on. You got the presents passed out. You were just getting a glass of eggnog. Yeah. And I could just see it in my mom's eyes like, please don't ruin this moment, which you just ruined. She was trying to pretend like, well, it's only China. You know, I mean, it's only. Yeah, yeah. And back then, I mean, today people may not understand. China used to be important. Uh, we got China for our wedding. We don't even use it. But back then, it was, it was a status thing. I don't you know? know if I've ever seen anybody use their China. I know. It's, it's in a cabinet somewhere <laughs> looking cool. <laughs> Must uh, be a baby boomer thing. Yeah, it is. <laughs> the interesting thing is it's all busted around me now and all that stuff anyway. And, but my mom and my dad and even my brother wouldn't let that moment destroy. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't let it destroy. You know, I was so fragile at that moment because I understood how important it was for our family just to sit and enjoy each other at that moment and just be together and how much it meant to my mom. Mm -hmm. And I just ruined her stuff. You know how easy it would have been to, to really destroy me at that moment? Yeah. yeah. That's what I would encourage our listeners to think about. There are moments, there are moments where children will be children this holiday season. Don't ruin your life because of it. Don't ruin theirs. They're going to make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. Go into this thing with the right expectations. First of all, you might want to check how your cabinets are connected to the wall. Yeah, that's important. I mean, that, that's probably item number one that should have been taken care of is that they were connected correctly. But <laughs> it, maybe they're not meant for a kid to hang on them either. Maybe there's too much heavy stuff in them already. You know, I, I have no idea. But the bottom line really is, you know, for us as families going into a holiday season, there is there are these expectations of this perfect little white snow and 
and little bells playing and all this kind of stuff and this really good feeling that comes over everybody. And you know what? Great if it happens. But if you have children in your family, it may not. Mm. And don't let that derail you of the purpose of it. And you know, the other thing that that we really did uh, when our kids were growing up is we had decided to stop a lot of the other Christmas activities because we were getting, the whole thing was getting lost. And we can talk about that in the future here, but uh, we really did trim everything back and, and made sure that we didn't lose the meaning of Christmas and all of the junk of Christmas. It didn't make everybody happy in our family, actually, mm. because we weren't traveling anymore and doing some things. But the bottom line is it turned out to be a whole lot better uh, mm. for uh, yeah. us as a family to do that. You know, I find this time of year to be a lot of different stresses going on, a lot of different stressors, whether it's at your workplace, your job. For a lot of college students, I mean, this is that time where you're finishing up some of your final exams for your semester. and There's just so many things that are happening right now. Things coming down to crunch time, deadlines. I hate deadlines, and yet I'm such a a person that will procrastinate and kind of put things off until it's absolutely necessity to do. And and so maybe that's if it's Christmas shopping, you're still kind of holding out on getting that all done. And and so that stress is lining up for you. And so it's like stress after stress after stress. And it's like all we can do to hold on to some sense of sanity in the midst of this chaos. And I, I know it's destructive. I think we all know it's destructive. And yet, I'm not the only one that falls into that pattern of just kind of putting some certain things off. And, and then all of a sudden, it's like it stacks up. And then it's your kid spills the milk at the dinner table. And it's like everything just boils over. Dave, you said something that I thought was really profound in that we have that thermostat, if you will, of peace in our home. We, we dictate what level of peace is in our home. And I found that to be so true. When I am stressed out, when I am anxious about something, man, I bleed out anxiety. I bleed out. It, it's, it's something I can't contain. And when something doesn't go the way I expected it to, it's like that one thing will just trigger it and then it'll just all boil over. And that's where you talk about, Dave, the, the cabinet is like, you know, use that metaphor, the straw that breaks the camel's back. Man, that's so easy. Something is waiting for you even this week to just break off that last sense of peace that you have in your life. Because I can tell you, the more stresses, the more overwhelmed you feel, man, it's, it's easy to fall into that, that just feeling like it's all hopeless. Like there is no peace. I'm never going to have peace. It's just going to always be this way. And, and really a situation that should be full of peace now feels like it's absolutely hopeless. Let's talk about that when we come back here on HopeNet Radio. Check out the show notes for tonight's episode at HopeNet360.com. This conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. HopeNet Radio on Q90FM. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Jeff, DW, Jason, hanging out with you tonight here on HopeNet Radio. Tis the season for peace. Conversation tonight. Join us on the tweet back right now. We're hanging out on Twitter. Use the hashtag HNRTB. Guys, how would you say that your level of peace is this time of year? Actually, it's very high. I mean, I enjoy this time of year, but I'm, I'm like comatose at times. At 60 years old, I cherish the moments I get to spend with my family, no matter how long it is. Hmm. And the gifts are meaningless to me. They're absolutely meaningless. I love to give them, but I probably shouldn't say this so everybody knows, but my wife actually does most of that shopping and wrapping and stuff. And sometimes I'm surprised at what we give people. 
<laughs> it's really not that big of a surprise, Dan. Yeah. I would I would imagine that yeah. being true. Because you know what? I, I really I've told my daughters through the years, and I've said it so often. I, you know, I I really just want them. I want them around. To me, that's what's special is just being with people. The the greatest gift in this world is not can't be wrapped. The greatest gift in this world is caring about somebody, giving an opportunity in your life to um, give to them, uh, give to them first of all yourself and your time. I think the gifts are a physical expression of some of that as well. I mean, I get really excited to think about how I can help my kids mm. and my wife and, and by giving them something yeah. mm-hmm. that, that's actually useful to them uh, and, and not a waste. I mean, to, when you start thinking in terms of, well, I just got to find a gift, right? you should back off that one a little bit. You don't think the people that you just find a gift for know that you just found a gift for them? Like, oh, no kidding. Chartreuse candles that smell like gunpowder. This is great. <laughs> you know, I mean, th- this, was on, this was certainly on my list of thank you very much. Or a hair waxing kit. Or, or, or a hair waxing kit. I mean, who would use that? <laughs> so I'm just thinking when you have to go out and just find something for somebody, is that because you feel obligated that you have to do something for them? When really, mm-hmm. why don't you do something that's useful if you really want to help somebody? Yeah. You know, you know somebody older and they have resources. They don't need another mug. You know what I mean? They just don't. Why don't you go clean their apartment or something? Mm-hmm. You know, do something that's useful and, and helpful to them. Yeah. And I do feel like a lot of times in our culture, as we talk about peace, we, we put all these things around this season that make it unpeaceful, like the stress of gifts. Do you give them? Do you not give them? You know, even in families, like every family is different. Some families are bigger than others. You know, it's talking about, all right, what if somebody gives me, us something and we didn't get anything for that? That's right. Yeah. You know, and, and I that think that's causes very tension. Real. Oh, and that's the thing. We add all these things onto the season when it's not really about that, but it's still there. And then it just creates these awkward tensions or, or maybe your family isn't that tight, you know, and or maybe it's a little bit broken. And so when you guys come together, there's awkwardness or maybe you got a that weird uncle you know whatsoever you know or something and and these are all real things that we deal with and so then it's it's going into it with intentionality i think knowing that all right how can i be proactive on this and give a spirit of peace why do you give a gift that's a great question and that should be answered yeah. I think the other program, um, it might have been you, Jason, were talking about how the generation before you would give gifts to the you know, mailman or whatever. And oh. we, you're right, I do. Mm-hmm. I mean, every year, we, we, Linda and I talk about what we want to give our mailman. Yeah. But why is the question? And for us, it's simple. We want to have an opportunity to share Christ with the mailman. Right. And not in a way that is pushy or anything else, but something that says we're thankful now, we live in a rural community. We know the mailman's name, and he stops by our house and will walk in and, and put something on our counter if we're not there. It's because you order things on a daily basis. Well, <laughs> you, know, you know what's really weird? We, we know our UPS man by name. He's a Christian guy, yep. and he will come into our house. He has actually stopped while he went by my house to tell me something he was thinking about and then went on and wasn't even delivering anything. So, <laughs> yeah. so it's like it's, I know I live in a different world because we live in a very rural area, and so you're a little bit more in touch probably with the people that, that do it. But even all my life, I have seen um, where gifts were more relevant, not something you just did because you had to do it. I would encourage our listeners, when you think about why you give, you're really trying in your life to make somebody else successful, and you're trying to make a statement to them. Hmm. 
And I think what a lot of times happens is we are trying not to disappoint somebody yeah. rather than trying to make a statement. So we're just trying not to disappoint them. So we're trying to figure out, well, what do I have to give to them so that they still like me and aren't disappointed in me? That's not a good way to give. Yeah. And, and what will happen after a while is there's manipulation that takes place. I mean, there are some children out there that whatever they have on their Christmas list, they're going to get. Mm. And if they don't, they're ornery. When it's done. Do you know how things slip from gifts to entitlement? Oh, yeah. You know I mean? They, they, they start out as a gift, oh, yeah. but now you deserve it yep. every yep. year. They warn you about that in business all the time. I mean, if you give somebody something one year, it's no longer a gift to them. Because there's an expectation. There's an expectation next year for it. Yep. And it has to be that or more. Mm. Well, Christmas tends to take on that thing where people get this expectation for at least what I got last year and more. And then parents have this tremendous pressure of making sure that everybody's happy, mm -hmm. and then the pressure of paying for it. Yeah, I was going to say it's, it's, it comes down to happiness overall. Yeah, I, I think if you want to be realistic, you, you need to look at what's important in life and use Christmas for delivering what's important. And, and part of what's important is being responsible, not enabled, not entitled. Mm -hmm. And so you're even teaching your children that you live within a budget and you live with it. I mean, and that's really hard because of the way the advertisers and people yank, on, yank your strings during this time of year. Mm -hmm. You have to lead as adults. I, we keep going back to that same issue. Any adults that are listening to us, it is your time in life at, at these holidays to step up and be an adult. To you personally spend time with God and enjoy him and let that spill over into the people in your life. Don't let the holidays and don't let the, the gift giving and the advertisements ruin what you're trying to accomplish uh, in the lives of your family. Yeah, it's easy this, this time of year to feel like you've lost control over something in your life, whether it's in your job or it's taking kids to all the Christmas plays and performances, whatever. You feel like you don't have that you time where... Peace can be cultivated. And Dave, the one thing that I know is when I don't have peace in my heart, when I don't have peace about pretty much any situation, if there's something that is chaos in my world, I tend to lose sight of how my decisions impact the future. And sometimes it, it causes me to make poor decisions. You know, I get kind of thrown off base. Dave, you played football. And when one, when your opponent knocks you off your footing, your sure footing, and you, you know, maybe you just lash out and, and try to make the tackle or make a play, um, how easy it is to get injured in that moment because you just, you all of a sudden make that poor decision, even though at the time you thought, well, this was the best decision I could make at this possible time. Well, no, I didn't take a step back. I didn't look at my surroundings. I didn't see, you know, I didn't take time to realize how the decision that I would make in that time of trying to find my footing and try to find peace again um, and, and to just, you know, get centered back in where I was supposed to be in life that it caused me to make some really poor decisions in life. And we see this, you know, one of the things, one of the flaws about our consumer Christian Christmas time of year is that we tend to go into so much debt over this time of year. And that tells me that I'm lacking peace when I'm out making really good decisions about finances or good decisions about my relationships. Lots of ways that we can go with this conversation. Join us tonight here on the Tweetback. Use that hashtag HNRTV. This conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. Feel like nobody cares? We do. HopeNet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. A live coach is available to talk right now at HopeNet360.com. Every teen needs positive interactions every day. 
It's why many teens visit the online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. Through Groundwire, adults like you volunteer two to four hours per week, sharing wisdom and encouragement with young people searching for that one positive voice in a world blaring with negatives. You can be that positive voice. We're adding 20 new coaches to our online coaching team. Learn more at HopeNet360.com slash coach. Hi, this is Dave Wager, a voice you normally hear on HopeNet Radio. And when I'm not doing radio, one of my favorite things to do is teach at the Nicolay Bible Institute. I invite you to check out this one-year Bible and service program at nicolaybibleinstitute.org. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to the second half of HopeNet Radio. If you miss any part of this conversation, you can subscribe to this HopeNet Radio podcast on your favorite podcasting app. Just check out HopeNet360.com slash podcast, and you can share these episodes with your friends. Many great conversations from weeks past. And we hope that this show will encourage you in your conversations that you have this week. Tis the season for peace. That is our episode tonight and our discussion point for this week. So we want to help you guys have discussions about peace, especially in a time where chaos is almost considered the norm this time of year, whether it's, you know, you're going to Christmas concerts and, and everything else that you can possibly squeeze into the Christmas season. Dave, there are some things that maybe we can do to kind of foster in peace into our life, maybe in the midst of this chaos. What's been kind of coming through your mind as we've been discussing tonight? I think it's so easy to lose the purpose of everything we do and to begin to lie about how we show people their own significance. Everybody wants to be significant and everybody wants to be secure. What happens in our culture is we're told that if you don't have this or you don't have this, you're not significant. That's not true. I think one of the greatest gifts that you can give somebody is that they understand what significance is apart from stuff. I would encourage parents. You guys are parents of of small children. How are you training your young people? How are you training your your boys to understand their significance apart from stuff? How do you do that? I mean, that's what I would be putting my brain cells towards. Hmm. And again, I think a lot of it's demonstration. I grew up, and and I've often said this, I didn't really have a paying job until I had a full-time job. Hmm. Why? Because I was a wealthy kid that was spoiled. No, my, I was actually in a poor house. I mean, my, I made more my first year than my dad made after being a pastor at a church for 25 years. So didn't have a lot of money. So why didn't I have a job? You know what? From the time I was young, I, it was instilled in me that you go help people that need help. Yeah. And you don't expect anything in return. Now, what's really weird is I still do that in life. I will still go help somebody and expect nothing in return. You know what's even weirder is if I have a friend over, like I'll, I'll ask somebody, come over and help me with wood or something like that. I don't expect them to put their hand out and ask for money either or something. Hmm. Why? Because that's not how I grew up. Yeah. I grew up just enjoying being a part of life and, and helping people do whatever they do, not asking for money for it. Mm-hmm. Where did I learn that from? My dad. You know, I mean, my mom and dad, they, they basically served people with no expectation of that people were important, not stuff. Now, does that mean you don't give stuff to people? No, you may. Um, I had a young man over the other night. Someone had given me a tack hammer. You guys have a tack hammer? It was real thin ones. They got a magnetic end on one side. They're kind of ugly little hammers. He didn't know what one don't was either. So. He's your generation. He didn't have any idea either. And I, <laughs> I was using this tack hammer. You got, you got one of these? He goes, what is this? I said, it's a tack hammer. Look, they got a little magnet. You put a tack on there. Go like that. He goes, no. I said, here, you can have this one. 
You know, I, I had two of them. Somebody gave me one. It's like, you know what? To me, that was a joy. I explained what it was. I gave it to them. So it's not that I'm saying you don't give things to people. And then I, I looked at him and said, oh, I should really take that back and wrap it up. It's around Christmas time. And he just laughed at me like, yeah. It wasn't really the gift of Christmas I was thinking about. He didn't have a tack hammer, didn't know what it was. It was a joy to give him one. So I, I think as parents, you guys, if you would brainstorm, what are things you can do with your children to demonstrate the joy in life is in the consumption of good relationships, the using of relationships, being a part of relationships that are positive, and not stuff. Mm. And that the stuff, yes, it comes just as a natural, I want to give you stuff kind right, of thing. Right, yeah. My brother, I think, Jason, gave you a generator? He did. Do you yeah, think he thought twice about it? No, yeah, and I, and I even asked him, like, are you sure? Can I give you something? He's like, nope, it's yours. He grew you up know. in the same family I did. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, I got a generator. I don't need this generator. Jason, you need a generator? Sure. Here, take this generator. Yep. That was it. Now, now, yes, it was a gift, and you could think about, you know, no, but that's a gift. Mm-hmm. And the re- only reason I know about it is, is we were talking about generators. He said, yeah, I just gave one to Jason. And I said, oh, cool. You know, I mean, I have one. I, if he would ask me if I need one, I said, no. Yeah. No. Jeff, you were over at my house, and, and I gave you a weed whacker one day. <laughs> right, but you didn't have a weed whacker. I mean. Yeah, I still have it, too. So if you need a tool, visit Dave's house. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, you know what? People are attracted to come to my house and give me things. I have no idea what they're doing. Here, you want this weed whacker? Sure, I'll take it. You know what I mean? Now I got two of them. But when you get two of them, you look and go, who doesn't have one? Yeah. Right. Who, who can I bless? This is why it pays to have a mentor, guys. You need to have a oh, yeah, mentor right there. in your yeah. life. Someone that is older than you has been around the bush a little bit longer and can at least let you know things that work. And they may have some stuff that they just need to get off their chest and... Or out of their garage or out of their basement. Like, that's just something that, you know, they can do for you. So that was definitely a blessing in my life, Dave. And I think we tend to get focused on ourselves a lot. In some way, it's like I'm giving gifts so that it will be reciprocated, right? So that people will give me gifts, maybe something that I've wanted for a while. And so it's like the whole idea of gift giving, it's to make other people happy. But it's also, in a way, it's to make me happy because I think... I live by that rule by, you know, what goes around comes around. You know, know, that's maybe the the idea of karma in some way. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but we think with that mindset (laughs) that, like, if we do good, good things will come to us. I missed that one. Dave, Dave. No, he was talking about, he said feng shui, and I'm like, feng shui? Whatever. However you pronounce it. Yeah. Another baby boomer trying to reach into this generation. I'm I'm, I'm hep. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, man. But, I, you know, I think we're getting at something because I think if we want peace this season, it really comes down to putting others first. It does. I think we get so wrapped up into the almost material possessions of the season rather than focusing on celebrating Jesus, you know, and that's something that even my wife and I talk about, especially if we have younger sons, is how do we model that this time of year? Even as we give gifts, you know, we'd rather give more gifts to, gifts to them on their birthday than on Christmas so that they don't misunderstand what Christmas is all about. Right. And they watch us. I mean, my son is at the point in life where he is watching and mimicking and, and repeating, you know, and, and to show that it's really about others and loving others and looking for ways to do that and complimenting others. That's what we're trying to do. And we're noticing that he's picking that up. And I think that if we do that by putting others first and, and just setting the example, I think other people, it's, it, it's an infectious thing. 
you know, and that's how we can pursue peace this season, or at least one way is really just doing it yourself and putting other people first. That is so true. It's easy to get ourselves in that role where we're thinking, man, how do I get blessings? How do I get gifts? You know, if I give this person a gift, maybe they'll, they'll give it, you know, back, you know, in some other way. And it's so easy. We forget that Christmas, it never really was about us anyway. It's about God who gave selflessly in that he came to this world, put on flesh and decided, yeah, I'm just going to go to this world and I'm going to give everything and to not expect anything in return. And yet he decided in his perfection, in his perfect will, he would come down to this world and be God in the flesh. It's amazing to think about. And and it's something that I think we need to ask ourselves. Am I, am I focusing on myself? Do I care about your peace? Is there something, you know, if I'm going to go to somebody, maybe I have a neighbor next door that I know has been struggling maybe with a health issue. And you just go over there and you say, are you at peace? You know, is there something I can do to help you have more peace this time of, of year? And just that simple thought, just that going that extra mile, and just walking outside of your comfort zone, as it were, and say, what can I do to help you find peace? Maybe it's your coworker. Maybe it's, you know, your brother, or your sister. Maybe it's your aunt, your uncle. Maybe it's a grandparent. You know, we, we talk about ways to interact with people in other generations from ourselves. Just having conversations about peace opens up the door to maybe helping somebody find peace when they've been lacking it for so long. This conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. If you're going through something tonight, a live coach is waiting to talk to you at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, Hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Jeff, DW, Jason hanging out with you tonight here on HopeNet Radio. We are on Twitter. Just use the hashtag HNRTV. It is the HopeNet Radio Tweetback. And it's fun when you're a part of the conversation with us. We've been talking about peace. How do you have peace this time? How do you keep peace in your home? How do you keep peace? Do you keep peace in your home? I know it's crazy. I know this time of year, it just seems like that build before Christmas. You got all the concerts, you have all the events, you know, you've got all the, the random gift exchanges, white elephant gift exchanges, you know, you get your work gift exchange or family gift exchange. It's like you're buying presents for people you don't even know. And, uh, and you're just kind of like, oh, I got to pick something up here and, crazy. and there. That's and it, crazy. it's just crazy, Dave. I mean, it's, it's chaos. It's, it's crazy. The lack of peace seems to be prevalent. You know what I think is crazy? What? That your generation started this ugly sweater things with sweaters that I like. <laughs> but they're hideous. No, no, no. <laughs> this is going overboard. Is it, though? You and your sweaters. Huh? I like old sweaters that are ugly, and I don't think they're ugly, actually. You know, it's, it's funny because some of them are coming back in style. That sounds like an oxymoron, because you I just know. described it as an ugly sweater. Well, that's because I'm trying to relate to you guys. You call them ugly. Are these ugly? You know, I go into, I go into Goodwill, and I'm looking at these sweaters going, hey, can I get this one? Can I get that one? It's like, what do you have all these sweaters here for? It's for the ugly sweater. Get out of here. Get out of I here. I never see you wear sweaters. Well, that's because I'll get made fun of. You don't care about what people think of you. Oh, I do. I'm very sensitive. (laughs) (laughs) When it comes to sweaters. Oh, okay. You know, my grandma knitted me a sweater once out of wool. Just, my grandma was great. And she ran, it was so cool. She ran out of the right brown that she had, so she kind of wove in another color. and Like one arm was a different color than the other. (laughs) That's (laughs) But that was okay. But I went skiing with it. You ever have a, a wool knitted something? 
I went skiing with it, and it went right to my waist. But by the end of the day, it was down to my ankles. <laughs> you would fall, right? And you would, and the snow would cling to it, and the it would ice up, and and you'd be skiing downhill, and and the sweater would just get longer and longer and longer as the day went on. It was hilarious. I mean, I came back, and this sweater was just so long, and probably actually to my knees. I probably exaggerate, but it was still very funny how it looked. It looked like I was wearing this dress going down the hill by the time I was done. Oh, if I only had that sweater. Still Still, it wouldn't go. It wouldn't make an ugly sweater contest. No, no, it's that good looking. No? Oh, okay. I must say that I, I have seen some people go to ugly sweater gatherings, and I'm thinking you couldn't be going in that sweater. That's a good looking one. <laughs> I'd love to see what what you would think is an ugly sweater. Uh, ugly sweater, Chicago Bears. Ha ha ha. There you go. Yeah, now that's it. Chicago Bears. Anything Chicago, <laughs> that would be ugly. Even a Chicago Cubs. I'm done being a Cub fan because they won now. <laughs> You've jumped off the bandwagon. I'm off the bandwagon. I am now onto the Brewers. The Brewers. Yeah. Yeah, they're oh, losers, aren't they? Kind of like the Packers. Yeah, I know. They're, they're, they're taking up where the Cubs left off. So I, I'm, I'm doing pretty good this season. It's like, you know, you get used to people losing, right? So you don't know how to win. I mean, how do you win now after so, all those years? So based on that philosophy, why are you a Packer fan? I am this year more I than think, ever. I, I, <laughs> Yeah, what were we talking about? Sweaters. Sweaters? Peace. <laughs> a piece of sweater? A piece. Peace. There's peace. You can you can wear your ugly sweater and we can still be friends. We can still, you know, hang out at the party. It's I don't have any ugly sweaters. That's Dave, the point. Just wear one of your normal sweaters, okay? I, it, it's fine. I mean, I'm not going to judge you. Yeah. Uh, you might even fit in. I mean, it could be trendy again. You never know these days what you can wear and get away with that, you know, is just it's trendy again. No. My wife has cleared out the closet of those, I'm afraid. Did she I think still have, I still have my letter sweater from high school. If you ever watched, like, Happy Days and you saw how they dressed, I can dress that way. Nice. And I dressed that way for real when I was in high school. And that's what freaked me out. I graduated in 74, and we were dressing that way. And everyone thinks that's from the 50s. So whenever they have a 50s thing, they want to borrow my letter sweater. I'm going, it's from 74. But it's the same. It's exactly the same. Someday I should post it on our website me and a letter sweater from 1974 yeah it's you know we talk about all the chaos and the craziness still this fits. season if ugly sweater parties is your thing it's important that you're taking time Gig. to do some things that you enjoy instead of just doing things that you have to do that you're obligated to do or that you've decided to do that you're thinking why did i even decide to do this it's just way too crazy i have I have no peace. Do something that you enjoy. Maybe there is something that you signed up for that you're thinking, yeah, why did I even bother to do this now? Find a way to enjoy that. I mean, this this time of year is so easy to lose our sense of joy. And with that, peace goes out the window. It's important. Take time. You know, have that that self-care time where you're asking those questions. Am I okay? Am I still able to do things that I enjoy? Do something this Christmas season that is good for you. And if you need an adjustment, go and chat with one of our live coaches right now at HopeNet360.com. This conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. 
Welcome back to the show, Jeff, DW, Jason, wrapping things up here tonight on HopeNet Radio. Thanks for joining the conversation with us, and we are going to hang out with you on Twitter a little, about, little while longer right now. Use the hashtag HNRTV. You can join the conversation. We'd like to know what's at the top of your Christmas list, if you have one. Maybe how you've been working through finding peace, keeping peace, keeping the sanity in the midst of this busy season, maybe you're that parent who's going to every single Christmas concert and party and everything else. And I wonder, I, I want to know, how do you keep it all lined up? How do you keep it all together? I mean, I'm sure you're telling me yeah, I've got an app for that. But in reality, we all know that you're probably some kind of crazy Houdini that's like juggling all these different things. And somehow you're doing it. You're working it. I have no idea how. But, you know, as far as peace in my life, I just try to find a way to enjoy what I'm doing in the moment. It's so easy to try to get focused on, man, what's coming up, this party, this, you know, family conflict, this problem that's going on. It's, you know, kind of festering that I need to, you know, at some point resolve, but I'm just kind of holding off on resolving it because I need peace in my life right now. This seems to be the way that things go this time of year where it's like, I just have to focus on today, what I'm doing right now. I'll let the other problems kind of go where they fall, but Dave, when you feel like life is crazy and chaotic, besides putting on one of your favorite sweaters, what do you do? How do you handle that part of your life when you feel like it's just kind of out of control? I actually go into my uh, room at my house where I put a fireplace and I build a fire and I sit there, do some thinking, drink a cup of coffee or tea and open the Bible and just do some thinking. We believe that life controls us, but it doesn't. We control it. Mm-hmm. And when we get out of whack there and we let life control us, we're going to be a mess because life can go in a lot of directions that we're not planning. Everyone who's listening, you need to go back to the other show and, and, and podcast or whatever because what, we're, what we've talked about in the past is you and I are not victims of time. We're the masters of the time we have. Hmm. And, and really, you can stop at any time and say, I'm not doing this and I'm going to go put my, myself in a position where I can meditate on God's word. Now, the world that is godless might call this yoga or something else, and they might do things to try and, and regroup. And I'm not suggesting you do that. I'm suggesting that you go spend time with God. I'm also suggesting that you spend time with somebody you love. Hmm. You know, so when the world starts to get crazy, stop it. Just stop and say, look, I need to go spend time with God. I need to go spend, I need to go for a walk with a person that I love and not go into a mall, go walking and not that kind of stuff. Just go for a walk where you can, can enjoy just being with that person for a few moments and see if it doesn't change the atmosphere of what's going on. If you've got young kids, you know, find somebody that will just watch your kids for a half hour and go for a walk. Hmm. You know what I mean? Just do that and, and, and see if you can't recalibrate. Re, uh, you know, it's kind of like those direction-finding things, you know, recalibrating, yeah. you know, whatever they say. GPS. And and then you're you're recalibrating your life a little bit. And that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Jason, what are you, what's some of your takeaways tonight from the show? As, as we go into the season, I think it's very important that we, first and foremost, remember the, the heart of the season, you know, and not as, as we, you know, talk about whether or not you give gifts, you know, the expectations, you know, set your heart right in the first sense and know what Christmas is all about. And then look for ways and think of ways, whether it's yourself or with your spouse or with your family or as, as a son or, or whatever situation you're at, look for ways and think of ways where you can really bless others this season, you know, because I really think at the heart of peace is, is loving God, enjoying the season and, and loving others. 
And, and we've talked about examples of that even in this show where sometimes, actually all the time, when you do something for somebody else, almost the best gift is their genuine reaction of thankfulness. And, and that's the piece that we're talking about. You know, and, and maybe you're in, facing a hard situation. You know, maybe your family's all split up. Maybe you don't get along with people in your family and, and you still get together and so it's awkward. Try to think of ways where you can just love them and, and pursue that peace within your family and maybe even promote healing. Maybe it's talking about things directly. Maybe it's helping coach family members through a hard time or just remembering things. Just know that it's really about Jesus this season. In Ephesians 2, starting at verse 12, Paul writes, and I would just encourage you to read through all of chapter 2 of Ephesians, but Ephesians 2.12 says, Remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ, for he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace." and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. See, here's the deal. God sending his son Jesus to this world gave us a covenant of peace, which is so reassuring. When you're looking for peace in this time of year, it's so hard because it it seems like it's so fickle. It seems like as soon as you find peace, something else happens. You get a car bill that's unexpected. You get something in the mail that just it, it devastates you. You go to the doctor and you get a report that, Man, you were not expecting. You hear from a, a relative that there's tension going on in your family and you're like, man, I just want to have some peace. Isn't this time of peace? And now it seems like my life is more chaotic than it's ever been. I'm needing some kind of peace. Read through Ephesians 2, knowing Jesus and that relationship that he has made a way to have a relationship with God that he brings peace. God is not looking for a fight with you. He's not looking to create havoc in your life. Really, what he wants for you is for you to experience the peace that is found in knowing him. And maybe that's a new thing for you tonight. Maybe you've been trying to find peace in romantic relationships, these no strings attached kinds of things. Maybe you've been trying to find you know, some kind of peace in self-medicating, whether that's, you know, maybe through more toxic means, maybe it's through buying gifts or even buying gifts yourself, that sort of thing would actually give you peace. And you found that it, it didn't really satisfy, it didn't really fill that void, that hole, that chaos that you were trying to resolve in your life. It didn't solve that. And so now you're just kind of trying to figure out, okay, now where do I find peace? Well, I would encourage you, do what Dave does, sit in front of a fire or just go to a quiet place Read through God's word, read in Ephesians 2, how God has made a way to have peace with him. And then because of that peace that we have with God, we can have peace in the rest of our life, which is so important. We're all searching for peace. We all need peace. And that's the message of Jesus coming to this world, Emmanuel, God with us, and how the angels proclaimed peace on the earth, goodwill to all men. That is God's message to us this Christmas season. Reflect on that. Take some time tonight. Have a conversation. Am I experiencing real peace in my life? Are there things that I've allowed to get in the way of my relationship with God? Have I even thought 
about our relationship with God. Our live coaches are great for that right now at HopeNet360.com. That's all for us here on HopeNet Radio. Thanks for joining us here this week on The Conversation. You can find the show notes and download these and past episodes for free by subscribing to our podcast at HopeNet360.com slash podcast. Our live Twitter chat to tweet back is going 24-7 at HopeNet360.com or just by using that hashtag HNRTB. You can follow HopeNet360 on most social platforms by visiting HopeNet360.com slash connect. From all of us here on HopeNet Radio, make each conversation count this week. You could save a life. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Later. Later.